Hello, my name is Jacob Fenston. Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Inequality has been rising in many countries, both advanced and developing, for the past several decades. But it's not rising everywhere at an equal rate. In the United States, for example, inequality may have doubled or even quadrupled since 1980, depending on what measure is used, while in some advanced economies in Europe, those measures have remained flat. This difference suggests public policy plays an important role in reducing inequality's rise. In a recent study, the IMF's David Cody looked at how fiscal policy impacts inequality. He says policymakers have had a greater impact in some countries than in others. One of the key findings of the paper is that fiscal policy has had an enormous effect in reducing income inequality in advanced economies, especially in European economies. Between 1985 and 2005, fiscal policy decreased average inequality by about one third in every single year. This is an absolutely enormous impact in countries such as Italy, Portugal, Poland, and Germany. If we turn to developing countries, in these countries, fiscal policy has had a much smaller impact on income inequality. For example. Evidence for Latin America shows that, on average, fiscal policy reduced income inequality by just five percent, compared to about thirty-five percent in advanced countries. So, why has fiscal policy been so ineffective at decreasing income inequality in developing countries compared to advanced economies? Let's start with advanced countries. Here, most of the impact of fiscal policy has been achieved through public spending, benefits that go to. All of the population, regardless of their income, were often referred to as universal benefits: old age pensions, child benefits. On average, the redistribution achieved by these public cash transfers is twice as large as that achieved through the tax system. But progressive income taxes has also played a role, because this is one of the few instruments that can actually take income from the higher income groups to finance the transfers to the lower income groups. Now let's turn to developing countries. On average, these developing countries. Raise about 20% of GDP in government revenue, compared to about 35% of GDP in advanced countries. This severely restricts the ability of these countries to finance the types of transfers that can be very effective of decreasing inequality. Second, the composition of tax and spending is much less progressive in developing countries. In developing countries, most of the revenue comes from indirect taxation, taxation on the consumption of goods. Which tends to fall disproportionately on middle and low-income households. On the expenditure side, many developing countries have very large expenditures on what we call universal price subsidies, subsidies that reduce the price of consumption for all in society. And since rich people consume most of the goods in our society, they receive most of those benefits. And so the redistributive impact of that type of spending, which can be very large in terms of percent of GDP, actually is very small. You mentioned that in advanced economies, there's been a trend toward fiscal policies having a declining redistributive impact in recent years. What can countries do to address that, especially at a time when many are undergoing fiscal consolidation to address high public debt levels? Without a doubt, one of the biggest challenges advanced countries will have over the next decade is how to protect the redistributive role of fiscal policy. A lot of these countries will have to undergo substantial fiscal consolidation because they have very high debt levels that must be financed. Whenever you have fiscal consolidation, this typically leads to higher unemployment in the short run, especially of low-skilled workers, and in the absence of government action, income inequality will typically increase, 
But there are a number of things that governments, even those who are fiscally constrained, can do to mitigate this impact on inequality. The big increase in inequality comes in the short term through rising unemployment. So by allowing unemployment benefit spending to go up, this can substantially mitigate the effect on rising inequality. Similarly, governments should try to protect spending like old age pensions and child benefits. However, in some countries, spending cuts will be necessary. In those cases, better targeting of the spending that exists can go a long way in preventing rises in inequality. Governments can also increase spending on what's called active labor market policies. These are policies that invest in the skills of the unemployed and the low skilled so that when growth resumes, unemployment will increase rapidly and will be labor intensive. Many countries reduced taxes on upper income groups during the 1980s and 1990s. And a number of economic experts have argued that this has actually been behind the very sharp increase in the extreme inequality we talked about earlier. So in some countries, there will be room to work on the tax side rather than on the expenditure side. And this tends to be less damaging in terms of rising inequality. But we should also look not just at what we call tax policy, but tax administration. A number of countries have large amount of tax exemptions and loopholes, and these disproportionately benefit higher income groups. Removing those loopholes and tax exemptions can raise substantial amounts of money without increasing tax levels. That was IMF economist David Cody on the impact of fiscal policy on inequality. To hear more podcasts, visit us online at www.imf.org slash podcasts.